everyone, and welcome to the Annie Monday Podcast. My name is Colin Hemphill. And I'm Kayla Hemphill. On our show, we roll the virtual dice each week and must watch a randomly selected anime title. Thanks for joining us for part two of the Annie Monday Origins special. Welcome back. Uh, if you made it through the entire first episode, uh, we're glad that you're back and that you're willing to sit through yet again uh, an undetermined amount of time that we will be speaking. Yeah, it kind of got away from us last time. So uh, anyway, last time on our show, we talked a little bit about our individual histories with anime and how we came to some of the conclusions and the preferences that we have uh, these days. And then we also talked a little bit about what we're looking forward to or not so much looking forward to in the future. And on today's part two, we're going to talk a little bit about how this actual podcast came into existence. And uh, then we're going to answer some of your questions that you sent in throughout the weeks. Yeah, so I think something that would be important for our audience to know is that Anna Monday actually started with you and your friends with Chicken Bender. Yeah, that's right. Um, it was in a little bit different format than the podcast that you are enjoying today. This kind of came about right after me and some friends graduated from college. And we were out on our own, and we were all spread out a little bit too. So one way that we like to stay connected was uh, by watching anime. It was one of our uh, favorite things that we all enjoyed. And so my friend Troy, who I've mentioned last week, uh, had the idea to start this forum thing. Using a little website magic, we put together this forum called The Chicken Bender, which uh, gets its name from Steins Gate. In uh, the English dub, it's one of, one of the lines that Mayuri says is... Uh, She's coming up a staircase and goes, When you're on a chicken bender, grab a box of chicken tenders. Buck, buck, buck. Hey, I'm back. And uh, so the forums on chickenbender.com, they were kind of like, they were split into different categories, you know, gaming, anime, uh, movies and TV, other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, and eventually what we, we started doing was a segment called Annie Monday, which is where each week, one of us would select a different anime, and the rest of us would watch four episodes of that anime, and then usually the, the goal was for it to be on Monday, that we would, we would watch the show, and then uh, over the weekend, we would write our thoughts out on the forums, and then we get to discuss it back and forth. But you guys had a yearly tradition that really inspired what we did with the podcast. Yeah, this is one that I can claim. Uh, I am the proud inventor of what we called Annie Madness. <laughs> there was an actual distinct point in time where Crunchyroll added the random button, and it was kind of a big deal on the forums. We saw this and were like, this is dumb. Like, this this could produce terrible, awful things. And uh, what if we did a special where every year, instead of the regular, like, weekly selection where somebody would handpick an anime, instead we roll the dice and we have to watch it. And so my idea for Annie Madness was that instead of four different episodes of one show, you would roll the dice four times and have to watch four different shows. So by the time that you and I started hanging out and getting to know each other and eventually dating and getting married... This wasn't as common for you. 
I don't remember you guys doing this as much. We certainly had seasons where we would fall off of Annie Monday for a period of time, uh, but usually one of us would pick it back up again and and uh, we'd you know continue watching for a while and and then life got busy and we couldn't keep up with it all the time, uh, especially in the format of Annie Monday where somebody had to be responsible for it every week, and that meant going out and finding an anime that was generally well-received because our goal wasn't to watch bad anime at that point. Um, That was the anti-madness part of things. But having to go find something that was accessible, like you could actually go and watch it on Crunchyroll and it was easy to find, and that wasn't awful was pretty difficult sometimes. Uh, in, In a lot of cases, we would pick movies as well, which we would have to go out and... Troy would literally, like, go find a VHS or a DVD copy of of stuff, and we would be tasked with having to watch it as well. (laughs) So, yeah, eventually it did slow down a bit, and by the time we were dating, um, I think we did, like, one of them together, and we didn't get much traction outside of that when we did try to revive it. Yeah, because this idea was very interesting to me because anime was something that... I'd really enjoyed, but because I was in school and then later grad school, I really did not have the time to enjoy. And so when you had told me about Anna Monday, I really wanted to be a part of it. Um, because yeah. there was so much anime I hadn't seen. Yeah, you would regularly ask me, like, when are we doing Annie Monday again? <laughs> yeah. But the idea of a podcast didn't come about initially, not until after we were married. Yeah, I mean, both of us generally enjoy podcasts, um, especially me with an eight-hour desk job um, and a long commute. That's something that I do frequently. And with my experience as audio engineer... It seemed like something that we should be able to do and that we would enjoy doing, uh, but we never had the concept, uh, and it took us a while to, I think, land on what we what we have today. Yeah, we had talked about so many different ideas, um, but our skill sets and the things that we know a lot about are radically different from each other. There's not a whole lot of things that you and I both equally know a lot about. And so it felt like there was no way for us to equally be partners in a podcast without one person, you know, feeling silly or out of the loop the whole time. So we had talked about maybe doing something of like Dungeons and Dragons or video games, but that didn't really click with us. Yeah, those are extremely saturated markets too. There's a lot of great podcasts about D&D, either like real play games or they're sitting down and playing a tabletop game, or they're just talking about the medium. Uh, Video games, kind of the same way. And I think something that helped us kind of come around to the idea of anime was that we're also kind of busy people. And so we were trying to find something that wouldn't consume our lives, that, that we could invest in, but that we could still have our busy lives without the podcast taking over. Which is why the random button is perfect for this, because we never have to 
figure out what our podcast is going to be about that week. It's all kind of left up to chance. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was something that you and I had talked about having as part of the show is not just saying like what is good anime and what's bad anime, but just saying like let's let's let the button decide. What is all anime? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also when I say like podcasts about video games and D&D are saturated, anime is too. There's tons of anime podcasts and you could go listen to any of those. But I think we found that this concept of randomizing is extremely unique and I have not encountered other podcasts that kind of have the same concept. Um, so when we came to this idea, it sounded perfect for this medium because we could be on the same playing field as the listeners. For better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it also just exposes us to a whole lot of anime that we wouldn't normally watch. It could be a good thing or it could be a terrible thing. And uh, allowing us the opportunity to save our listeners from the things that they might have to otherwise endure, I think is uh, beneficial as well. Yeah, and it's been nice to not have to talk about something that potentially has a lot of, like you were saying, saturation. So a lot of the animes that we talked about last week, lots of people have talked about those animes because they're really good animes. And not everybody talks about these small and, in some people's opinions, bad shows. Um, but it makes it fun. And and it does kind of expose what else is out there. Um, you know, for a lot of people, their only exposure to anime is Full Metal Alchemist and Sailor Moon and maybe Pokemon. And that's that's it. And to show that there's this whole grand medium out there and to say that this is more than just a few shows that this is a whole art form in itself yeah i think what this format allows us to do is to revitalize certain anime that maybe only had a one season sort of run this is really common in anime where every season whether that's the winter or the summer season etc there's a whole slew of anime that comes in. You'll see Kotaku articles like, this is what you should watch this season. Um, and then, you know, Crunchyroll puts its weight behind marketing certain s titles during that season. And a lot of things end up buried. And so only a small number of people end up watching those. And even if they do enjoy them, those anime kind of never come up again. Nobody really talks about them. Now, granted, that could be because they're not great, <laughs> but I think this does give us an opportunity to see things that uh, most people have forgotten about at this point. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Well, cool. Uh, I think we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll get to those listener-submitted questions. questions that I am so ready, so ready to dive into. 
our first segment before the break, uh, probably pretty short in comparison to this upcoming part. Yeah. So our first questions come from uh, my dear, dear friend, Sarah, and she asks, uh, what is your favorite anime genre and what is your favorite title within that genre? I think if you kind of look at the list of top anime that I would put together, they might generally fall under what I would call a psychological thriller. Uh, so you could equate something like Steins Gate or Psychopaths to that category. Uh, you might also say sci-fi because they kind of generally fall under futuristic stuff. Um, For me, I'd still probably say I like the magical girl <laughs> genre. Um, this is kind of expanded in a few different ways. There's, there's a few different animes that have, that sort of fit into this and sort of don't. But the one that I would say is my favorite right now is Monica Magica. Which is really cool also because like the whole point of that show is that it subverts the magical girl genre. Which I appreciated that it did so in a way that was not making fun of it, but, yeah, but honoring it in a really dark and creepy way. All right, Kayla, also from Sarah, if you could be in an anime, describe what type of anime it would be and what kind of character you would be. (laughs) That is hard, Uh, because there's a part of me that is a little terrified. (laughs) Um, I witnessed Caitlin Glass answering this question at one point, and she said, Hello Kitty. Just because everything seems nice in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing goes wrong in Hello Kitty. I would love to be in the world of either Joe because that just feels like how I <laughs> think I experience my world. Because you want to suplex a deer? <laughs> I want to witness that. <laughs> that, was the, that was the principal doing that, not the girls. Um, or, or a show like K-On, where... They, like, have all this random unknown musical talent. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know that I have a specific here. If I could say anything, I would probably have a fox in it, <laughs> or I would be a fox, or everyone in the show would be anthropomorphic foxes. <laughs> I can't think of an anime that is that centered on foxes. I was trying to think of one. I know there's a lot of them. There has to be. Um, so Adam asks, what is the weirdest anime you've discovered? Okay. I, I have some good ones for this. Okay. Uh, the first one I'll mention is called Penguin Drum, uh, which this is funny because this is one of the original Annie Monday selections. <laughs> That's how I discovered it. And I will read you the synopsis from Wikipedia. A terminally ill girl named Himari, miraculously saved from death by a strange spirit who resides in a penguin-shaped hat. However, in exchange for extending her life, the spirit tasks Himari's brothers to seek out an elusive item known as the Penguin Drum, with the assistance from a trio of strange penguins. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, weird show. Turns out it's not great either. Oh no. (laughs) Was this a Troy I think it was. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, here's another one. Uh, this is one that I've just heard about because of the internet, and it's called Kaijo. 
It's a quote-unquote sports anime where girls try to knock each other off into a pool and they can only use their butts. <laughs> this is why people have issues with anime. Okay, this next one is called Akikan. How do you have more? <laughs> I've run into some weird anime. This one I have also never seen, but um, do you remember our show Token Rambu, which is about sword boys? Yes. So this is kind of the same thing, uh, or or like that other show we talked about, which anthropomorphizes like naval battleships. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll read this one. Akikan, which means empty can, is the unlikely story of high school boy Kakaru, whose can of melon soda magically transforms into a human girl. More Akikan girls begin appearing, each of them needing to be infused with carbon dioxide from their respective drink types to survive. Wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm not done. The Akikans were created as part of, quote, the Akikan elect to determine whether steel cans or aluminum cans are superior. The Akikans must battle each other until only the strongest type is left standing. <laughs> Do they battle as cans or as women? <laughs> I don't know. Probably as women. How do you fill the can with carbon dioxide from a drink? You're asking, like, are they saying that they... You're they... asking too many questions <laughs> about the Soda Girls uh, anime. Whew. <laughs> I do have so many questions. I, I do too, and I don't care to answer them. What if we roll it? <laughs> Whew. Um, I don't remember if that one's on Crunchyroll. Okay. I'd have to look. Oh, boy. You know, be because of what I was saying earlier about kind of having to step away from, well, everything uh, between college and grad school, um, I haven't really gotten to explore too many weird shows on my own. Um, that was kind of why I was so excited about doing the podcast was because I wanted to be exposed to all the things. Sometimes I regret that, but <laughs> all the things. So I think the weird ones on our show have, in some good ways and some bad ways, uh, like Cromartie High School was sort of this weird, hilarious, strange show. Or another one would be Wakuri Romance, which was our, our jousting episode. Uh that was weird. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of the weird anime I've I've been discovering has been through our show. All right, next up, friend of the show, Meredith, asks a whole bunch of questions. Yes. So we'll start digging into those. Uh, the first one, which anime character did you want to be when you first got into anime? Oh, man, I mean, Usagi. Like, well, not always Usagi. <laughs> <laughs> because... Everybody was always chastising her, um, which now I can't remember her actual name. But I really loved Sailor Jupiter uh, as a kid. Um, so that was that was the other like Sailor Scout that I really related to and loved. It's pretty obvious for me. I mean, Ash Ketchum. Uh, <laughs> I mean, going all over the world with cool little creatures following you around. And being the best in the world, even though you completely suck. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good gig to me. <laughs> Have you ever had aspirations for doing cosplay? 
Any Halloween spent as an anime character? So I have dipped my toes in, in cosplay before. It's, it's an art form that I will never probably get around to, uh, mostly because it's time-consuming and expensive, and I don't want to go halfway on it, you know? Uh, so just kind of like a thrown-together cosplay isn't really what I see as cosplay, generally. Um, but I've done that anyway, and the two times that I have were I was Spike from Cowboy Bebop, which works out because he has, like, big fuzzy hair like I do. And I was also Commander Amaral from Fooly Cooly, uh, which is the guy who has nori sheets on his eyebrows. I only recently discovered this. <laughs> I did walk around with actual nori on my face. You'd be amazed how bad it smells. Oh, no. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sort of the same way. Um, I have... A lot of interest in doing cosplay, but I have very little skill in it. Um, also, a great unwillingness to spend money. <laughs> so those two things kind of have hindered me from doing cosplay, but it's always been something that I greatly admire. I love looking at different people's cosplays and especially the ones where they put their own spin on it where they do something creative either by like gender bending something or putting it in a different like era. I've, I've seen some really great cosplays out there. So something I wish I could do. Have you gone back to watch your origin anime since the first time and how do they hold up? Yes, I did. I talked about this a little bit last time. Um... I did go back and watch Sailor Moon uh, a few months back. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't since uh, we started looking at doing this Origins episode. It was pretty much like I remembered. The voice acting was different because it was done differently, but it was okay. It, I mean, it's very formulaic, which made sense because that's exactly what it was trying to do. I kind of felt like I had outgrown it a little bit. Um, like younger Kayla probably would still like it, but older Kayla, not so much. And same with Inuyasha. I did go back and watch Inuyasha recently, knowing that we were going to be doing this episode. And I started watching it and I was like, man, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what this show was like, but I kept watching it. I, I watched like 20 maybe 30 episodes of it before I was finally like, stop, <laughs> it doesn't get better. Um, there's something still endearing, and I don't know if that's the nostalgia or if it's an okay show. That's hard for me to kind of sift out. So for me, um, I have watched Pokemon a whole lot. We watched it together recently. We've watched it together. Um, I watched it all the way through in college with a uh, couple roommates, like probably at least twice. I've seen that whole first season a, a bunch. Um, we may or may not own it. Yeah, we own all the DVDs <laughs> and the first three movies. Um, that was before it was on Netflix, too. So that was the only way to, to have them. Uh, now, I'm not going to say like they hold up in terms of if I watched this when I was my age for the first time that they would be good. Uh 
I can definitely acknowledge that like most of why I enjoy it is nostalgia fueled and that's okay. Um, but like that show is still going and so we can watch new episodes of that and while we don't get the nostalgia kind of like weight behind it, uh, we watched the Alola season recently. That was and good. It's legitimately good. Like yeah. as an adult, I think I could enjoy that show. It was interesting because they did different things with that game, and that reflected in the show. The show felt different than than it had before, and in a really good way. Aside from that, like last week, we went back and watched some Full Metal Alchemist uh, just to see how it held up, and it's still good. Yeah, still good. Um, if if anything, like that show is now a little bit spoiled because the voice actor who plays Ed is under fire for being a dirtbag at the moment. Mm. Uh, so that kind of stinks. Yeah. And it's hard to be able to separate that from what I enjoy about the show now. Mm-hmm. Well, that does kind of play into the next question, which is dubbed or subbed. Yeah. Okay. So when I said like anime is a saturated market in terms of people who have opinions about it, this is certainly one of those areas, and so I don't care to, like, spend a whole bunch of time on this particular question. Uh, my short answer would be, if it's good as a dub, then I prefer it, because English is my native language. So I will get more out of the show if I don't have to read it, and I can just soak it in. Yeah, I would say I agree with that. It does highly depend on the quality of the voice acting, uh, but I find if I can have a good dub then it gives me the freedom to really notice the other production parts of that show uh, in a way that sometimes I miss because I'm having to read. So that would be the reason why I would maybe lean towards dub, but it's really about the quality. I I think personally the the biggest thing that I look for is a good adaptive script. The studios these days who make really great dubs put a lot of effort into rewriting the script in a way that makes sense for the audience and for the animation. Uh, So the reason that a lot of bad dubs sound really stilted and terrible is that they are literally just translating the script and trying to make it work. And unfortunately, that doesn't come across well. And then you can also have people who say, well, if you're not just directly translating it, then you're missing the actual intent of the show. But I would argue that if you're adapting for an English audience, then a good adaptive script that actually allows you as a a, a non-native of Japan to understand the intent better um, is actually a better script. So I think Funimation does a lot of great dubs. Fooly Cooly, Steinsgate, My Hero Academia are all prime examples of that. Uh, they also have B-teams, though. Like, when they're trying to train new actors or trying to vet new actors, uh, they'll put them behind shows that aren't as popular. Uh, and so you can end up with shows that don't sound quite as good, but the vast majority sound great. And, yeah, I, I enjoy a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I, I would say the same thing, that a lot of times when we're talking about bad dubs, it'll sort of feel like if you tried to translate something through Google Translate, it it doesn't actually translate well. It doesn't make sense. And 
you do end up losing the actual intent of what they're saying by directly translating it. And so, yeah, it's so important to not just get the correct like definition of the words, but to actually get the context of them. And so good adaptive script writers will do that. All right. Next up, Meredith asks, which anime would you rewatch forever? Ooh. Uh, well, K-On. Uh, Nichijou, I, I end up coming back to that, even if it's just in parts. Um, I watch Nichijou quite a bit. The other one that might actually surprise you, Colin, is Fooly Cooly because I don't understand it. And I feel like I will spend the rest of my life watching this show. And it's not very long, so I can I have the time to like do it. And I will keep getting new things out of it and keep it finding new things because it's so confusing in a good way. There's just so much to get out of it without it being super heavy if that makes sense do you do you want to read the the two that are on my list <laughs> fully cool and Nichi Joe. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> it's like we're the same mm-hmm. yeah uh, i i agree nishi joe is great in bite-sized pieces yeah. if you're just in a mood you could easily get through the whole thing and and it'd be great or you can sit down for an episode and get you know a, a little bit of the like three main girls and then a little bit of the the Hakase robot Sakamoto-san <laughs> saga thing over here, and then you get a little Mohawk boy over here, and uh, <laughs> just such a variety of, of weird and funny things. Yeah. Um, and then Fooly Cooly for the same reason you said, like, there's something new to, to infer about it every time, and whether or not that was actually the intent of the director, writer, etc., who knows? Uh, it could really just be this crazy random thing that was drug-fueled, or it could just be, there could be a lot of meaning behind it. I thought the manga would help clarify things. Nope. No, no, not really. (laughs) What are your thoughts on anime reboots? Have they ever encroached on your childhood favorites? Uh, I don't necessarily have strong opinions either way on these. Um, Generally, when I think of an anime reboot, it's because... The original iteration of the anime veered from the manga, and when the manga was completed, they came back and did it again. And I don't have a problem with that. You can have both, and both can exist, and they can both be good, in the case of Full Metal Alchemist being an example of that. To me, it doesn't quite feel like the the reboot thing that we're experiencing in the West of things from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s being rebooted as brand new movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally being worse than the originals. I often find, in contrast to a lot of the Western reboots that you were just talking about, they're not taking the same story and then changing the genders or um, making it more modern. Getting a new actor, actress. Yeah. Uh, what they're what they're doing is what you said. They're actually taking the same story, the same heart, the same characters, And they're holding it true to the original creator's vision for the story. So I've had multiple shows have reboots. And I haven't personally had any issues with them. So we watched, um, like, Pokemon Origins, which really follows, like, 
the story of the game. Uh, that was incredible. Yeah, it was really cool. I would argue better than <laughs> than the show. <laughs> that Dragonite scene is the best. <sighs> um, same with Full Metal. I really enjoyed Brotherhood. I and I'm excited for something you know like Fruits Baskets for the same reason. I haven't seen Sailor Moon Crystal, so I can't speak into that. But a lot of times I've seen it actually go back and really honor the vision that that creator who I really enjoy had, and that ends up working out really well. All right, Kayla, this will be your favorite question. What do you consider, quote, classic anime, and which classics have you still never seen? This is really hard for me because there are shows that I might consider classic just because I live here in the West that would not be considered classic over in Japan. So a classic to me is something like Sailor Moon. It's something that a lot of people know about, something that was a big phenomenon. But is it classic? Probably not. Um, it's probably just like a trendy thing that happened in the, the 80s and 90s. Um, but then you could look at something like Astro Boy and be like, was this a classic? Like, you know, Speed Racer is one I, <laughs> I also think about. Um, that one I would probably say is classic in terms of coming aware of anime from a Western audience. Is Those are kind of the shows that Americans were like, hello, what is this? So I would say that maybe those are classics in that, in that sense. In terms of what classics haven't I seen, a lot. All of them. I feel like I'm lacking in a whole lot of things. Kind of like I was saying, like only coming to Dragon Ball in in college felt weird. It felt like I had been missing this whole cultural phenomenon that everybody else had experienced. Yeah, when I think of classic, um, this probably applies to everything, not just anime. I think there is the characteristic of age, and then there's the characteristic of influence. Generally, classics have kind of both of those, but I, I still think there are more modern things that I would consider classics, uh, especially in terms of anime. Um, so I guess I'll just start listing some of the stuff I, I thought of. Uh, Studio Ghibli, mm. pretty much anything that they've made. Uh, so, for example, I've still never seen Spirited Away. Hmm. Of all the Ghibli films, I've probably seen all the others. But for some reason, like one of the biggest ones I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen Howl's Moving Castle, mm -hmm. and I get a lot of flack for that. <laughs> um, and then, you know, stuff you mentioned, like Astro Boy being the real old stuff. Probably the biggest classics for me are things like Akira and Ghost in the Shell and things like that. Big 80s kind of mm -hmm. things that you hear about all the time that mm -hmm. have, con like, what show hasn't parodied Akira at this point? Um and, you know, Ghost in the Shell has so many uh, spinoffs and alternates and remakes and reboots and, and everything around it. And that's just including the direct ones, not the not all the art media that has been influenced by that movie. Right. And in, in terms of influence, I think of Satoshi Kon had a bunch of um, really classic kind of stuff. Perfect Blue is one that he's well known for that is super influential in psychological horror even uh like darren Ar aronofsky's stuff is all influenced by satoshi Kon. 
Uh, and then you mentioned some of the more 90s kind of stuff that's kind of classic these days would be Dragon Ball, Evangelion, uh, Cowboy Bebop, things like that. Yeah, definitely. What anime theme song do you still sing, hum, or listen to? Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Gosh. You think I wouldn't be surprised, but that definitely scared me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small room and this is loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the opening theme from Bebop. Mm-hmm. Great. Every song in Fully Cooly. Uh, the other one, that <laughs> this is less because of like the quality of the song and more that it's hysterical, is uh, the One Punch Man theme song. Oh, gosh. <laughs> of course. Which that show hasn't come up on, on this episode either, but yeah. it's also worth checking out. <laughs> but occasionally I will just like look at Kayla and go, One Punch! my favorite part of the day. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I mentioned this last time too, I do listen to the K-On music a lot um, in my personal time. I also listen to the Your Name soundtrack. In terms of theme music, that one's a little trickier for me to think of. Um, I do find myself humming the Cells at Work theme song. It's just fun and upbeat even though I don't know any of the words. <laughs> so that, that's one I hum a lot. What is your favorite piece of anime merch that you've ever bought? Mm, anime merch? Okay, confession time. I am one of those people that don't spend money very much. <laughs> I'm, I like to save money. I don't spend it very often. So I... I never really bought anime merch. Uh, I do have to say, when I was in high school, I took this very rudimentary coding class uh, where you would just learn how to do these little programs that would make different machines operate in some way. And one of those things was a t-shirt press. And I, I made an Inuyasha t-shirt. That I, I definitely wore in public to school, like, a lot. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you that story. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think this technically counts because it's not anime, but I definitely have a real metal keyblade from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's so anime, though. It, it does feel anime. I have a different experience because for a period of time, I was a young single adult with somewhat disposable income living in Dallas, (laughs) which is kind of like the Western anime capital of the world. So I definitely had quite a bit of stuff for a while. Um, Probably my favorite is the Steinsgate Future Gadget Lab pin that I have, which is like the membership pin that they wear in the show. And I have a replica of that. Didn't you wear that at our wedding? Yeah, it was on my lapel, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. For the for the exit suit that I wore. Uh, I also had a Fully Cooly messenger bag that I was proud of for a while. I have the Persona bag. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we got the special edition of Persona 5, and it came with the bag that they, they use in the game. That is like my current purse. Yeah. I don't have another purse. I, I have the Persona 5 messenger bag. As my purse. I, I also imported several things from Tokyo, <laughs> uh, including like an Evangelion Tumblr that I had and like a Steinsgate art book and 
a number of other things. You can't see this, but I am definitely rolling my eyes at Colin. (laughs) Hi, everyone. This is Colin with a brief interjection. Speaking of anime merch, wanted to drop another plug for the Annie Monday merch store. Be on the lookout for that. Check our Facebook and Twitter. We'll have the links up at some point soon, and you can get your own Annie Monday merch that will become your favorite anime merchandise. Thank you. So this one's kind of special because we've talked about this person quite a bit in the last two episodes, and that's Troy. Um, he wanted to know uh, Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. So as I mentioned before, I did not hop on the Dragon Ball train when it was originally running uh, or during, during its tsunami runs or anything. So I didn't catch either series until college. And my first exposure to it was when my roommate started watching the original Dragon Ball, just like straight through. And so that was my first exposure to either series, really. And then I think I kind of watched the abridged DBZ before I saw the actual DBZ. I don't know. There's a lot of filler in all of those. Like, there's some bad parts of Dragon Ball and there's some bad parts of Dragon Ball Z. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite. Aside from Dragon Ball's a little more, like, about the humor than Dragon Ball Z, and I can kind of appreciate that, and it's more 80s than the other one, so maybe I can appreciate that, too. Yeah, I I would say my personal preference would be for Dragon Ball. Also from Troy, which anime character should run for president in 2020, and what issues would they run on? Hmm. Okay, I have two. Uh, the first one would be Okabe from Steins Gate. Okay. His whole mission would be to destroy CERN. Uh, so probably to go to war with Switzerland. I think that's where it is. Yeah. And, uh, and destroy CERN. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the other candidate I would have (laughs) would, would be America from Hitalia. (laughs) Uh yeah and his policy would just be about how awesome he is Uh and how much he loves cheeseburgers right actually i don't know if they're cheeseburgers or hamburgers either way it's a good platform (laughs) uh okay oh well i have one pseudo serious answer and one fake answer the fake answer is all might Because he names his moves after America. Yeah. So he'd have like the Texas Slam would be one of his platforms that he would run on. (laughs) Uh, And I'm all for that. Um, Other one might be Akane Sunomori from Psychopaths. She's the like police agent that the show centers around. She'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't we have her as a candidate? (laughs) Yeah, she, like, her whole thing through the show is that she is able to keep it together better than anyone else. And just in the face of crazy things that are happening, she, like, always does the right thing. Yeah, and and she has this really good balance of being somebody that is justice-minded, but being able to show so much grace for people and trying to actually do right by them and not just... Not just following the letter of the law, but really the intent of it. And she has a, an amazing understanding of that. Yeah, even knowing all that she knows about uh, the world that they live in, which 
There's a lot of things she knows that nobody else knows. Yeah, she's able to see how scary and and in some ways broken the world is and still want to fight for it. Okay, this one's going to be really good. Best anime dog. Go. Ooh, uh, there's a lot of good anime dogs. People mostly talk about the cats, but there's some good dogs too. Obvious answer would probably be Ayn from Cowboy Bebop. Mm. He's great. He's a corgi. So corgis are awesome. There's also Guts from Kill a Kill. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are the two dogs in Nishijo, which are <laughs> probably going to win my vote for this one. Best. Uh, one of them just like stands there in pants in this incredibly adorable and funny way. And the other one is like a wiener dog, and it will constantly jump on its hind legs and flip around, and it makes for a great gif. Yeah. There's also a pretty cool dog in Fully Cooly that makes for a good gif. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree about Guts from Kill a Kill, um, mostly because he's in this like hilarious hoodie throughout the show. And he has so much personality. Like, he has as much personality as any of the characters, as any of the humans. And man, the Nichijo ones are hysterical. The next questions come from Josh, who is another founding member of the original Andy Monday. Uh, and he asks, what were your least and most favorite anime from the OG Anna Monday run? Uh, and obviously, I'll probably know more of these than Kayla would. So I'll start out and say that my top favorite from the original Animonday run is 100% Nishijo. Oh, I didn't know that was a Animonday show. Yep, that was a Josh selection. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good job, Josh. That has brought us so much joy. <laughs> uh, endless supply of gifts online. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when it, when we talk about the worst selections... It's not quite the same as the bad ones that we run into on the podcast because somebody was selecting these. And so they couldn't – usually we didn't intentionally select a terrible anime for the purpose of everyone having to watch it. So there weren't any, like, outright stinkers. There were just ones that were kind of boring. Uh, so there were ones like Ergo Proxy wasn't great. There was this one called Garden of Words, which um, – is a Makoto Shinkai film. It's the it's the movie he made right before making Your Name. Mm. Uh, and it was weird. It was about like a romance between a 15-year-old and a 27-year-old. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. So That's it was, uncomfortable. It was just kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Annie Monday was, it was a gateway to a, a whole bunch of shows that we even talked about today, like uh, Samurai Champloo, Madoka Magica, uh, Kids on the Slope, things like that. We even had a segment once called Annie Monday International, which is where we watched um, animations made not in Japan. And so we watched Fantastic Planet and The Triplets of Belleville and uh, this great movie called A Town Called Panic. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we are not talking about that show. Cowboy. Oh, my gosh. I will leave this room. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's Kayla's favorite. No, it is not. (laughs) You guys think I don't like Evangelion? (laughs) This is a whole different level. (laughs) 
Uh, I do have one because I did get to participate in one in a Monday. Um, we all watched Land of Lustrous. And that was one that our, our group had a lot of mixed reviews about. Uh, and that was personally one that I could not get into in part because it has a very similar premise to an American show that I really like, which is Steven Universe. And I couldn't get behind the animation and it was all computer generated. And it just didn't have the same heart that I felt was in Steven Universe. Um, so that that was my like one experience with Anna Monday. Don't add us. We know. We've heard it gets better and it's not at all like Steven Universe, but uh, we've heard it all. Don't add us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we only did four episodes. That's what you're getting the judgment we, off of. Okay. We made it two episodes, actually. Was it only two? Yeah, we didn't make oh, it very man. far. <laughs> all right. I have one final question from Josh. Okay. That is directed to you, Kayla. Okay. Does Kayla consider Colin a weeb? Hmm. Uh, okay, maybe for context, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the terminology, yeah. uh, weeb would be short for weeaboo, which is a generally derogatory term used on the internet to describe people who are not only just like obsessed with anime and manga, but also like they wish they were Japanese. And they appreciate the culture of Japan more than any of their own heritage. And they wish they lived there and were part of the culture. I would say probably not. Um, I think you have a healthy appreciation for the culture. But I see you also have that appreciation for like American media too when it's done well. I, I think that this is just a platform that you've been able to connect with. Because it appeals to a lot of things that you that you personally really enjoy, um, and sometimes it doesn't do that well. But uh, I don't see you being the type of person to you don't go like out of your way to do like or experience Japanese things. I, I might say that I I'm more on that scale than you are. <laughs> we both said we prefer dubs, so I think that immediately excludes us. <laughs> Uh, but, but we do have things like, it, it is like a, a goal of ours to go to Japan and, and experience, you know, what it's like over there. And I, I think you have a healthy appreciation for your own culture. Whew, dodge that one. <laughs> it's a fine line though. It's a fine line. <laughs> Find out if I think Kayla is a weeb on... <laughs> Any Monday Origins Part 3. <laughs> we are not doing that. <laughs> oh, no. That was a lot. Yeah, that was good, though. Yeah. It was good to, like, have this break away from some of the bad anime. But it was also just fun getting to explore this again with you. Um, to talk about those shows that we really liked and how this really became a thing that we love to do. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of appreciation for where we came from and for the original Annie Monday as well. And uh, I think we should go watch some Pokemon after this. <laughs> okay, I'm down. <laughs> uh, if you want to learn more about our show, you can visit our website at anamonday.moe. That's anamonday.moe. 
You can send us questions and comments to podcast at anamonday.moe. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Our username is AnnaMondayCast, and you can find links for that on our website. If anyone was paying attention to our Facebook and Twitter this week, you might have seen that we posted a picture of the official Annie mug. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, you did not run that by me before you said that. (laughs) Uh, Which is to say, we have merch on its way. I changed my mind about the Weeboo thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, come on. It's English. All right, fine. Uh, We're going to be putting together a few pieces of merch that you'll be able to buy um, for Annie Monday. Uh, Starting out with the mug, which I think looks really good. Kayla and I got ours this week. Yeah, uh, I was so excited to to have mine at work. And uh, from there, there are talks of other things we're going to put in the store. Secret, secret things. If you do have any specifics that you would like, let us know and we might be able to accommodate. Thank you so much to Crunchyroll for all of the anime that you provide and for adding that random button, which changed our lives forever. And uh, we really think it's great, even when it's terrible. If you want to follow along with us each week, we'll have a link to the current title on our website and social media so you can watch what we're watching. Finally, thanks to C2A for providing the intro and outro music for our show which come from his Senpai EPs, which are available on Bandcamp and all other places you might find music. Well, we already have our role for next week. Yeah, as a quick reminder, our show that we're going to be watching for this week and talking about on the next episode is called Planet With. Oh, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we'll see how that goes, and uh, we're looking forward to getting back to the rotation. Are we? Are we? (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) No, it's going to be fun. But I think that's going to do it for us. We've had a lot of fun talking about uh, all of our anime origins, and we're um, we're glad that you stuck with us. Yeah, it's it's been really nice to see so many people just tell us how much they love the show and how invested they are, and it's always nice to hear. And thanks again for all your questions. Uh, you can still send us questions, and if we start getting those, we'll answer them. Uh, you know, on our regular episodes. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If I had known you were going to actually say the line, I would have just said the do-to-do right then instead of saying it after Steins Gate. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll splice it. Really? If I remember. Oh, dang. What <laughs> if I wrote you a little like post-it note that said that? Uh, maybe. Do-do-do! <laughs> well, I already had you saying it. Yeah, but now I said it cuter. <laughs>